Hello, and thank you for joining us for yet another episode of That Solo Life. We are the podcast for people who work in marketing and PR and who are working for themselves, whether you're a solo shop, a micro agency, or working together with other solos. It's all good right here. I am Michelle Kane. My company is Voice Matters. I am here as ever with my wonderful co-host, Karen Swim. She keeps us all together at Solo PR Pro. <laughs> the place where solos hang out. <laughs> How are you? That you guys keep me all together too. <laughs> and that is, it, it does require the whole entire tribe. <laughs> it's the magnificent brain trust of solo PR pro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, the beauty of that is, I mean, no place is a utopia, but it is our, especially our private Facebook group is such a safe space to be vulnerable and, and ask what you might think is a silly question or really think things through. And it. why am I saying that? Because it kind of speaks to our topic today, which is civil discourse. And I have to say, it's not like a heavily heavy-handed moderated kind of group. We just, well, I guess because we're all communication pros, we, you know, we know how to be. And um, so we would just want to touch on that because I think as everyone knows, it seems the longer this pandemic situation continues, just the, the harsher things seem to be out there. And we just have to be constantly reminding ourselves and each other to lead with some kindness and thoughtfulness and think before you speak. And, you know, I think it could speak to our our global exhaustion that we are just kind of on a bit of a hair trigger, you know, and, and so today, we just want to take a couple of minutes and just, you know, kind of reset and regroup and, and just think, do we really need to be so harsh right now? No. (laughs) You know, it's, I, I love this topic. And as part of my participation in PRSA, I am also on a committee um, called Voices for Everyone, and there's subcommittees. And so I'm on the subcommittee that deals with mis, mal, and disinformation. Mm-hmm. And of course, one of the things that we talk about is in this environment, you know, we are, you know, developing resources and tabs for communicators to engage in civil discourse. And this is This is a really important topic that honestly doesn't get discussed in depth enough because, as you said, Michelle, there are so many triggers these days and the pandemic has caused a lot of weariness and a lot of anger. We can't say that it's all because of political divisions, although those are very true. Um, We're divided on so many issues and people are angry. And some of that anger is coming from stress, Mm -hmm. you know, stress about the restrictions and, you know, the world just not being normal. Some of the anger is from job stress, lack of job stress, you know, lack of childcare. It's just, you know, the world is not the same and we know that. So, but as communication pros, we have to manage our own self-care in these days because yes. we're human beings too. And we're experiencing all of those things that our audiences are experiencing. However, we have to put that on that communications cap and figure out how to have these discussions thoughtfully, how to communicate in this crazy environment. And, you know, right. that is not always easy. Right, right. I mean, I, I think toward, 
you know, I'm sure we've seen it, maybe even participated in it on social media. You know, as, as you say, the the different trains of thought regarding the pandemic. And, you know, you're never going to convince anyone just by sitting down and shouting at them, you're wrong. You know, e- even waving facts in their faces, it's, it's, you have to actually get to the level of, hey, let's grab a cup of coffee virtually or, you know, in person and just talk. That's, the way you're going to at least come to a consensus because, you know, agree to disagree is lacking today because, you know, we don't want to lose sight of that truth is truth. You can't really dispute truth. But because of misinformation, which is such a problem, everyone's got their own silo of truth. But, you know, to just keep ramming at each other isn't going to get anybody anywhere and it's just going to exhaust you even more. So, yeah. You know, and I know we have to all have to get to our own place with that, you know, especially just. Yeah, but, (sighs) you know, when you put on that communications hat, that means you're stepping into a position where, and you can look at the PRSA code of ethics for this. You want to be fair and balanced, period. There's just no room for a gray area on that. And so you want to make sure that, you know, on behalf of your clients or if you're in-house on behalf of your organization that you're sharing accurate fact-checkable information and make sure that you're sharing credible sources that are not inherently biased on one side or another side. So if you are in a healthcare profession, you want to present balanced information. You don't want to share stuff that, you know, from a position of, well, that uses terms like anti-vaxxers, which I really hate that term. And as communicators, I feel like we should hate it because when you start to do pro and anti, Mm -hmm. those are triggers that really anger anybody who's not on whatever side. And you're inherently setting up people to take sides as a healthcare organization. You know, if you work for healthcare, which is, you know, good example in these times, your role should be to disseminate accurate information that allows people to come to decisions. You want to equip them. You want to empower them. And I think that with, with all of us, that really is kind of the goal is that, you know, remember as a PR pro, you not only serve your client or organization, but you have a responsibility to their audiences. Does it mean that you always are going to personally agree with those audiences? Chances are still not. There will be people in your audience that will want to make your head spin, but is the goal to engage them, to share information, to be a help to them. Ultimately, we know the goal is to create that relationship or sustain that relationship with the brand that you're representing. And so you can't do that, as you said, Michelle, by shouting at them or saying, you're stupid, you're wrong, you're just wrong. I hate your opinion. I hate your values. It just, that doesn't work. No, no, that's, that doesn't work personally or professionally. And, you know, I loved what you said about, you know, truth is truth and we have to stick to that. And, you know, we're, we're working on behalf of our clients and to keep their audience in mind. And, and especially when you said the pro and the anti, I, the words we choose, we know this, right? We know. And I think sometimes it becomes so second nature to us that we don't, um, talk about it more. You know, I call myself a word nerd and I wear that as a badge of honor because yes, you know, I'm not going to say you anti-vaxxers because 
it, that's loaded with connotation. And, and so you've just communicated everything. Anything else people are going to be blinded to, they're not going to listen. They're just going to shut down and form an opinion about your message. So really keep in mind, you know, the goal as you craft, craft your content. Um, that's yeah, and just I, so you know, I think at the heart of civil discourse is because discourse implies that there's going to be some interaction, right? So it's mm-hmm. not just you spitting things at people. Right. I think at the heart of that is learning to listen without judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, I always try to take a step back and listen for the things that people are not saying and listen for those underlying, you know, those underlying messages, like what's the rationale, what's driving them. And as a communicator, that's important insights for us to have, because Mm -hmm. once we understand what's beneath the shouting, what's beneath the words that are coming out of people's mouth, we can really start to get to the heart and it helps us to communicate better. It helps us to hit what's really important to them. And so, you know, I think that you do have to listen. And so we Mm -hmm. all know that the way that we do that as communicators, there's lots of tools for us to listen to our audiences. We want to take advantage of that. You can also develop, you know, relationships with your with your brand's community um, by having things where you invite them to come in and you can lead civil discourse Mm -hmm. discussions on topics that are relevant to your organization, doing that in a structured manner, setting the rules and helping people to talk through things respectfully without shouting and without assuming that one opinion is the only opinion and the right opinion. That's just not a fair and balanced place to be. It really is not. And I, you know, unfortunately, I see this happening with pros um, these days where they're so caught up in their position that they see the the world through that lens. And I don't even think that they realize and because in their mind, whatever they're opposing is so egregious that it's, of course, wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's a dangerous place to be as a yeah. communicator. Yeah, yeah. Because even though some things are black and white, relationships have a lot of shades of gray. Yeah. Um, you know, just getting outside the PR specific world. But I know we've all seen, you know, oh, I just cut them off. And I'm thinking, but I mean, how can you? There, yeah. There's value to most every relationship. I mean, there's, unless you're Charles Manson, I <laughs> Or Manson-esque. Yeah. But I, getting back to what you said about involving the community, because a lot of, you know, when people react in a way that's negative, a, a lot of it is based out of insecurity, fear, the unknown. So when you do start a discourse with your community, you're giving them some ownership just by pulling them into the conversation. You're helping them feel a bit of belonging and that goes a long way to being heard as you also try to find out where they're coming from. You know, it's like, okay, you feel this way. You know, what caused that? Why is that? Is it because of some piece of information or misinformation that you've been hearing over and over again? I know I experience it even personally, just, you know, kind of knowing where some people get their information from and, and they'll say, oh, what about this? And I'm thinking, I'm pretty keyed up on current events. I don't know what you're talking about. So I'll look it up and I'll go, oh, okay, that's working. 
for that segment of the population. Okay, good to know. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, as a communicator, it's it's good to know that on a larger sense of, okay, this is where some people are coming from. I can't just see it through my experience personally or what I think I know about everything. And you really have to, yeah. you know, have all yeah. your sensors working. I think that you hit like a key point that we cannot personalize um, as right. a communicator. You just cannot afford to do that because you have to. And, and of course, we all know that we also have inherent biases. Sure. So you have to work to make sure that your biases are not getting in the way of your work. How do you do that? First of all, by being aware that they exist. And by enrolling a diverse group of people in decisions. So you shouldn't be working in, you know, a silo with everybody that shares the same opinion. It's really important to be challenged because those challenges and that diversity of thought really leads you to richer communication materials. Um, It allows you to really see things through different lenses that you might miss because, we all have them. We all have those blinders. And so we have to work around those blinders and make sure that we're expanding our lens by using other people to do that. Right. Now, you know, again, as solos, we, you may not have a team of people, but you have a group that you can run key things by to, you know, get some feedback. And then you, of course, can use the tools that are available to all communicators. That's why we do surveys and polling and right. focus groups. And, you know, within your own client organizations, take things beyond the communications and marketing functions bring in other people, types of people from the company. If, if it's big enough, you know, to, d- to do something around and that, you know, the company is paying for you to do this, then it's that it's important enough for you right. to involve more people. So talk to your client about involving different functions, bring in somebody from product or engineering or finance to, you know, have their reaction to, you know, messaging positioning or a campaign that you want to run, you'll be surprised what other people see that you is right in front of your face and you're missing. Yeah. Yeah. No, that is so true. It's so true. And, and, you know, we're lucky to have all these tools at our disposal, but it's, you know, it's for, it's taking that first step and knowing that, you know what, maybe we should check this out. And it could just be something as simple as, you know, I've, I've talked with trade groups that I've worked with of, well, should we still have this event? And, you know, is it still a value to our sponsors? And I said, well, easy way to find out, ask them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. See what they think, you know, that way you can make yeah. an informed decision. Um, yeah. But, Questions yeah. are your best friend in civil yeah. discourse because when you take away that need to be right and that need to challenge and you step back and begin to question like, okay, well, that's really interesting. Tell me more about, you know, why you believe that, you know, and and this is not to say that you are as a communicator engaging trolls in civil discourse. Right. Right. And and I'll understand how to make that different distinction between those who really are your audience and really are engaged, but maybe are challenging the brand's positioning or messaging and those who really are just looking to stir up trouble. So the troublemakers, we have a different way of handling them. But for the (laughs) audience, you really do want to keep them engaged and you want to hear them and you want to learn how to have these discussions and you want to have them respectfully. 
And, you know, again, respect is, is really key because we too often these days, and it, it's driving me over the edge. We <laughs> see human beings as the enemy. Like yeah. people are your enemy. They are not on this earth to destroy you. And not, you know, this competition where you t- need to see the that you have to win every argument. And I, I promise you, some people's personalities are just that way. Yeah. This is the time to pull back because it's dangerous and it's turning people off. And and mm-hmm. I see this, you know, hundred times a day on social media. Um yeah. Sometimes between communicators, even where they're duking it out or they're saying stuff and they're saying it with such a forceful opinion. And it's like, hmm, well, other people yeah. think differently. And, and, you know, your opinion is really yeah. like the gospel truth. Yeah. Like, you know, what, are, what are the stakes here? You know, what are we what are we talking about? It depends, you know, what it is. It's like, well. Okay, and and then you just kind of get to the point where do I really want to be putting the energy toward this, or energy toward something more productive? You know, and, and hey, it it happens. <laughs> but you know, I honestly believe as a communicator, this profession that I'm so proud to yeah. to work in, I really do have a responsibility to. Yes to model what this profession is supposed to model. So, and listen, I can be as guilty as anyone. I get mad. I am mad about it, but but I have responsibility to take accountability for the words that I put out into the atmosphere. I have a responsibility to fact check and share from credible sources to right. read and to understand. And if I'm sharing an opinion to state it as an opinion and not a fact, Correct. Um, Correct. because if I can't model these things, yeah. if I can't model spreading accurate information, engaging right. civil discourse, then how am I doing my job? And and Correct. so I do think it's important. And I think that we are in this unique position to really be able to guide and teach other people by our own actions. Yeah. And, and the key word there, like you said, credible, you know, and that's, that's the lens that I put everything through that I put out, you know, is this going to build my credibility or is it going to damage it? Because at the end of the day, that's all we really have is our credibility that yes, I can do this job. I can do this job. Well, well says who, well, my track record and the things I say and do are, really it it's not like i you know it's it's not like you know we take a cpa exam <laughs> i mean there is the apr but yes. in the day-to-day of what we do it's not like there's quantifiable scientific data at the end of our day right so you know your credibility is 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 so key and to maintain that and to demonstrate that i think is so important you know i mean does it say that I will not defend gritty on Twitter? Absolutely not. I will fight to the death for gritty. <laughs> but, you know, and, and things that, you know, are some of our hot button issues. It's like, uh, you know, I'm, yeah, I, I, you know, we fight about everything these days. You know, yeah. we really, it's really sad. Um, it's, cray cray. It, it's really sad. <laughs> we should be less angry. Um, that's a good start sure. to have a discourse <laughs> gotta remove the emotion please be less angry <laughs> everyone everyone take a deep breath in <sighs> exhale through your mouth <laughs> start some meditation on here take a deep breath <laughs>
Please. No, but yeah, I mean, you know, at the at, at the end of it all, it's like just give it a second. If if you know you're in the heat of the moment on something, take a few seconds. Just think, all right, is this purposeful? Is it is it going to you know get us anywhere, or am I just blowing off some steam? And you know, really kind of take inventory on on where the platform that you're doing this and and how it might be received and, you know, is going to be detrimental down the road. Um, and, you know, similar lens when, when you're helping your clients put things together, you know, how is this going to benefit them long-term? How's it going to help them build their relationships and, you know, just keep it civil is pretty much what we're trying to say today. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. with the civil discourse issue, because sometimes this does play out on social media, it's really important. Yeah. And that's have these checklists. And because it's real time doesn't mean that everything has to happen in that moment. And if you're unsure about, you know, a response or how to engage someone, take a step back and seek out a second opinion. That's really helpful. You know, that can be from your client organization. It can be from another trusted colleague, but you can give yourself breath because these are big issues and and these are things that we shouldn't run away from because we know that we're going to run into differences of opinion and we're going to run into people that are not going to agree with your messaging um, or something that you're doing. And you, you need to be strong enough and confident enough to handle these situations because that's our job. And unfortunately it's becoming a bigger part of our job because the world, unfortunately we are where we are and people are just, mad. They're just mad. Um, So learning how to handle mad people. I mean, people are mad about everything. I have seen the craziest disputes and I'm thinking, wow, you guys, I mean, it's really like whatever you think is okay. Somebody is ready to argue with you about it. You can say you love the color blue or, you know, and like that shouldn't be an issue. But I promise you, it will turn into an argument because some people point out that blue is tied to some organization right. that it does horrific things and and what that says about you as a human being. And yeah. I, it just some of the the connections that we make these days are yeah. like, I really just thought it was a pretty color. Yeah, yeah. Not not everything is taking a stand on something. Not everything is taking a stand, but everybody seems to be taking a stand on everything. Yeah. Um, so, you know, again, it's it's important to do this job without the emotion that can lead to bad decisions. Have a checklist, have your, you know, have your people that can, you know, bring yeah. it into alignment, have people that you can talk things through with and make sure that you actively seek out that diversity of thought. And when you're engaging people, be respectful, um, be factual. And listen, listen and ask questions instead of judgment. We've got to take that judgment out of the equation. You can't be judging your audience. Um, They hate you for it. (laughs) Right. They won't take kindly to that. Yeah. And, you know, and and like we said in this, in this, just in this time together, it can all start with a simple conversation, whether that's one person or a massive audience. There are ways, which is a wonderful thing. So we wish you well. We thank you for joining us again for another episode of That Solo Life. And until next time, thanks for listening.